welcome to the Why I Love Disney podcast. I'm excited to be here with my friends David and JD to record another episode talking about all the reasons we love Disney. JD, David, how you guys doing? Hey, great, hey. Dustin. How are you? Doing great. I am doing fantastic as well. Excited to jump in today. Any new Disney news? Anything going on in your life? What's going on? Have you finished up all your series, David? You I know you've had a few going. <laughs> Well, yeah, I have. We, uh, we, we, I think we're going to talk about it a little bit, but we just we finished the Daredevil series, and we finished the Defender series. So, working our way through the new, the newer Netflix Marvel generation. Awesome. What yeah, about you, JD? That's awesome. Yeah, me and my wife, we, we, I finally got her to do all of the Star Wars movies. We did the first original trilogy. We went through that because she's been watching me watch and get into Boba Fett and she was like who is this guy so I was finally like well we're just gonna have to watch all the movies so you actually know who he is uh so got her to do that we're on um we just finished Phantom Menace last night um so we'll uh just about wrap up the prequels uh but it's been fun because it's brought back so many memories one and two just reminded me all these characters that I'd kind of forgotten about so it's been fun that's super cool. That's super, is she into it? Is she liking it? You know, so it's actually really funny because she wasn't so much into the original trilogy. And I kind of hyped up the original, you know, the Luke Skywalker. It's just awesome story. Um, and then the prequels, I was like, the prequels are all right. Little, you know, here and there. But she loves the prequels because there's romance in them. She loves the Anakin <laughs> Skywalker, Padme. She's like, this is great. She loves it. So it's actually not what I expected, but I'm just happy that she's enjoying it. Yeah, you got the, oh, the little great. kid has a crush on the older girl, and then it turns into yeah. that really cheesy dialogue um, yeah. And as it goes on. No, it's, it's yeah, that's great. <laughs> actually, the, the prequels to me, too, like have kind of grown on me through the years. You know, there was a mm-hmm. period where like, oh, they're awful. But they kind of mm-hmm. they represent the time they're in. That's really cool. Glad to hear that. Glad yeah. to hear she's she's coming along and yeah. becoming a fan along with you. Yeah, that's right. Um, I also finished. Uh, we were cramming. My son and I were cramming trying to finish season one of Daredevil before they took it off of Netflix. But um, I saw there was news today, David. You just told me that uh, Daredevil is going to be released on Disney Plus like pretty soon, right? I think March. I think it said March sixteenth, and originally I had seen it was going to be in Canada on March sixteenth, but I had not seen that it was going to be in the U.S. But an article today said it was going to be uh, in the U.S. on Disney Plus on March sixteenth. Terrific! So, that's, so that's, I only have to uh, wait a couple of weeks to. That, yeah, that's big quicker. news. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, and that's big any news. idea? I still need about- to catch up to you guys. Have they have they mentioned anything about season four? Like when when is that in production yet? Uh, have a, this article was in Variety, and uh, it does not mention uh, season four. So uh, okay, you know I don't know about that. I, I I remember when season three ended, there were people trying to get you know uh, you know you know word out like please bring it back please bring it back it said this the article concludes it says november 2020 marked two years since the daredevil cancellation thus opening the door for leading star charlie cox to reprise the fan favorite character in disney's marvel cinematic universe that event finally took place in spider-man no way home in which cox had a cameo appearance in his out of costume character matt murdoch but that's all it talks about okay well uh, that's fascinating it's Moving forward, I think, obviously, since he was in the Spider-Man movie and and Kingpin appears in Hawkeye, 
that there is a place for them in the new universe. And I know we're going to talk a lot more about that here coming up, but let's pause that for just a second and, and talk about some big Disney news. Today is the grand opening of the Star Wars Galactic Cruiser uh, Hotel. Um, this, this cruise ship type experience that takes place on a star cruiser and you're kind of, you know, it's on land, but it's like a, it's built like a cruise. Um, have you guys read or seen any, any reviews or any, any inside videos or anything like that about this? I watched, uh, there were a lot of media events where media and influencers got to go and experience it. And a lot of videos went up on YouTube, uh, well-known guys that do a lot of Disney vlogging. And I watched a few things. I tried to watch the ones that were a little less that said they did not contain spoilers because it's obvious. It's very story driven and there's a story going on. And I thought, man, that might be like a mystery. That's part of the whole thing. I don't know that I want to spoil that. Um, but I did look a lot at the uh, the videos of the rooms and the characters and things like that. It sounds like it's a very, uh, busy 48 hours or however many you're on there from the time it's, they say you can't really, uh, it's not like a cruise. Then you're not going to go just put your feet up and enjoy the environment. The story's going on around you. And if you're not in places where you're supposed to be, you'll just miss the story. So it does seem like, man, if I'm paying that much money, it's, it reminded me of a, a, a murder mystery party or, you know, something like that, where you go to a, mystery dinner and so i thought man it sounds like you've got to really be into the characters and the story and they say the characters can pop up anywhere and do different things and uh you know i, I one one uh, vlog i watched they had pulled away because they had to get some work done on their computer and they were sitting in a lobby and then all these characters came out and part of the story took place right in front of them and she was like if i hadn't been there uh, at that moment, I would have missed it. Like, and a lot of people did miss it. So you're, ha you're having to put the story together to, I guess, pieces and parts. It sounds like, but, uh, I didn't hear any negative reviews, but I think a lot of the uh, media people that go to these events, Disney invites them in Disney pays for them to come. They're paying. I mean, they're letting them come for free. They're getting a free vacation. And so they don't, they're, they're all, there are a lot of them are very good about not coming out and, saying anything negative they're going to be positive because again they didn't it was a gift and they're and so several are going back this week i know to, and paying themselves so i think after the reviews of the next three or four days we'll get a lot more uh analysis from people that paid themselves that are probably going to speak up a little bit more and the only only negative that i heard was i did hear a few people say it was very very good but it was worth this much money and yeah. it wasn't what they what the price says. That was the That's main thing still... I heard people going. I'm not, I'm not sure. Of course, D Disney's still defending that, um, but and I, I have no idea. So you know, I can't imagine when I'm gonna uh, when I would go and like if if it's that intense. I know that in my family, probably John, David, and I would be the only two that wanted to do that because uh, the rest of our family would be like they would want rest time and. And they said yeah. even the group, there were people that didn't say, well, I've been to Galaxy's Edge. Can I just stay here? But you have to go to Galaxy's Edge to continue the story. Like things happen there. So you, you I mean, you're, you have to do everything that's part, that's planned. It's like a cruise ship and you got to go with the flow, it sounds like. So, uh, you know, I, I, the thing with the price, uh, somebody I saw did a, th a comparison. And I think you can take your family to the Hawaii Resort cheaper than you can do 
the uh, wow. Star Wars experience. Wow. So you know, you're like looking. I don't. I'm, I haven't. I haven't figured that up. I heard that. So I think for wow. me, it would be comparing in my list of bucket list for Disney things and. And going back, I want to go back to Universal soon. I mean, there's a lot of things I'm looking at. I would be going, I got to, I got to figure out what all these things cost and what's the best value for again, Man. just because if I go, I know, if, I know if I go to the Star Cruiser, then I'm going to want to tag on a couple of days in in Orlando already. So then it's like, man, you know, can I do all what's that? Six thousand dollars for family of four um, for two right. days. This is. Yeah. two days and um that's crazy that's right. almost been every headline i've seen is is it worth the price is it worth the price right. is it worth the price and and disney you're right they're defending it right now and and i guess if it's booked up and and you know stays uh, a hot commodity you know maybe they, it's worth it but it's hard to imagine like there's uh, how many people can i won't say afford it because you can afford anything you really want but like that's a big chunk of money uh, to, to do that sort well, of thing. Yeah. I, and it, I, since yeah, Sean and David, I, go ahead. You go ahead. I was just okay, going to say, since, I mean, you, <laughs> oh my gosh. Since John David and I went to Disney, what, three weeks ago, like, or second week of February, um, I've been watching the, the ride times on my, on the app. Just I'll think about it and I'll check it. And every day in February, the lines have been over, over hour, an hour to two hours long every day. Yep. And this is, I mean, people are going, people are spending money. People are getting out. I don't know if it's post pandemic, uh, just got to get out and do some things or it's, you know, all the media that, you know, there's so much more media now telling you how to do a Disney trip. And so yep. maybe people are buying into all the advice they're given and they're going they're, They hit February hard because they've been told that's a lighter month, but it was, it was busy. And so I think, mm. uh, you know, there was a lot of negative press. There was a lot, because I think there's a lot of press that just wants, they, they make money by being negative about Disney. So there was a lot of that out there and I'm not sure it's going to pan out. I think Disney's going to do fine because, uh, first they were saying people were canceling. Now it's booked all the way through April. So I think it's going to do all right. Yeah. And they'll always, yeah. if, if, if it does it, they'll adjust the price. They'll they'll figure well, yeah, it out. Yeah, I mean, they'll have to adjust the price with any new thing. When a new iPhone comes out, I mean, it's that highest price point, and then it goes down. When all the hype is up, that's when you make the price the most. But my question with the uh, how long can this be a great thing is, well, how often are they going to change this story? It's like if you and me right. went next week, well, it's not – you're paying for the experience and the story – uh, no matter how great it is, it's like, well, what I pay to go again uh, to go next month, like I would with another resort. That will be right. interesting to see how they how they make changes and other modifications. I think it depends on how much you love the story because if you go to if you go to Universal and you go to the world of Wizarding World of Harry Potter, you're going to see the same characters, the same songs, the same performances, the same attractions, the same environment, and you go back and you love it again. And I think this that's the closest thing I can think of to the to the but, star cruiser where there's a, you know things going on. So but you don't pay five thousand dollars to be there for a couple of days. That's number true. one. Number two, <laughs> this is true. a very unique um, experience. It targets a certain type of person. Like this isn't for everybody. You know what I mean? Like this isn't like, no, hey, what are we gonna do this I don't weekend? Think so. yeah, let's go, let's go check out that Star Wars thing. No, you gotta be a Star Wars fan. 
or just have so much money you don't know what to do with it, right? Um, you you well, don't do this role, on a whim. Love role playing. <laughs> yeah, and, and you don't. Your idea of a that, vacation that went full costume and full costume and makeup and changing their hair color and doing things like that and playing, you know, being totally immersive. So and then I saw other people yeah. that were just there watching. So. What's, it's a first of its kind. It's one of a kind. And we're going to find out if this is the future or if this is something that's unique. Um, I, I do think that it, it's small, right? It, there's very, there's not a lot of rooms, if I'm not mistaken. So it's a very small experience. It's not a, I don't, yeah. you're not packing in thousands of people at a time, right? The whole idea yeah, is that all it's, the pictures it's a small, I saw looks volume. Well, it's if, a few hundred case, rooms, I think. I want to say 250, but. Okay, well, if that's the case, then, then, you know, you by keeping it small, you keep it's a kind of a one to one of a kind experience, right? So it's not like we're going to do this once a year from now on, right? We've done it, we've experienced it, you know. And um, like JD was saying, are they going to change the story? Are there going to be new things to it? How, what's the replayability like a video game, right? Um, and I'm right. not sure necessarily, I, you know, I guess we'll find out, you know. Um, but I all that to say, one. Well, well, all, all that to say is, is man, we Disney's trying to do something incredible, right? There, this is a, an ambitious yeah. uh, project that will immerse you in, in kind of Star Wars, regardless of how big the rooms are. I saw one windowless bunker. Take really rich people and put them in a concrete windowless bunker. Um, you know, yeah, we could say <laughs> that, but at the same time, like this is Imagineers dreaming up something something amazing and new for star Wars fans. And, and I'd love hope, hope it's a success and hope there can be more of these sorts of things for fans of, of Pixar or toy story or fans of Harry Potter or fans of whatever you could go and live your dream, you know, as, as one of these, you know, see what it's like to be in a, in a galaxy far, far away. I mean, we've all just dreamed of that sort of stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, oh, one yeah. thing I, one comment I did see, uh, I heard a couple of times things I watched. People said, we used the phrase once in a lifetime experience, assuming that you're only going to pay that once, but also definitely heard, uh, you can't do it all. Like there's more, there are more activities and there's more story that you can. So if there's more that you can do in, in, in the time allotted, there will be people that will want to go back again and experience it over. Especially if you like to role play and you didn't get to talk to the captain and you want to do this and you want to do that. So it was, it will, I guess it will also depend on how endearing these characters become. Cause when you normally are going into an environment, you know, the characters and these are all new. So you're, you're, you know, it's a new story, yeah. new characters. So. Joe, let me ask you but this. It's do you think you'll do it? Yeah. Do I think I'll do it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, you if, see yourself if the doing funds, if the, it, I think so. If John, I think I can see if me, the, John David, doing it for sure. Yeah, if but the price, I, if the price goes down a little bit too, for sure. I have, I have to figure out whether I want to do that more than something else. That's the, that's the thing, you know. So I don't know, you know. We'll have to figure that I, I out. I think in my point. family of six, I, it's not realistic for me right now. Yeah, I mean, even in the foreseeable future, no. like even going to Disney is is hard enough. Much less, you know, I need six people. That'd be two well, rooms. Thought, that'd be ten grand for me. And I thought about you. I do think they have suites that hold more people. 
I think there's at least like a captain suite or something, but, but the, in your family, the merchandise is two per family. So you've got four boys. And if you wanted to spring for them all to have a lightsaber, they could only get two and you could get Hmm. two droids. You can't, even though you got six people in your family right now, you can only have two kinds, two pieces of merchandise. So chip shortage, supply chain issues, right? Family. Is it included in the price or does it pay extra for it? I think there are things you pay extra for, but the, okay. I don't know that. I really don't know that, but I assume, I just assume it's, you pay extra for it, but I did um, see there's, there was all, it, it already made the news that uh, from the influencers week and the media week, that merchandise was already selling for thousand dollars, $1,200, $900 on eBay. So somebody, someone turned around and was making a profit off their free trip. So that's what hey, they don't not? want. They don't want that merchandise. Right. It's supposed to be special merchandise you get there Exclusive. and not on eBay. So, well, yeah. I did see that, that it's all, you know, the food is like a cruise. It's all, all you can eat, the snacks, the drinks, like everything is free and inclusive and there's no room service, but they said, if you're hungry and ask a cast member, they will try to best to accommodate you with whatever you want. So that's kind of cool. And, um, even like the yeah. blue milk and the green milk and that kind of stuff, you can just have all, all the blue milk you want. You just drink yeah, to your, so you puke. They have, they have, they have blue shrimp. Have you guys seen the the videos of the the blue shrimp that people are talking about like crazy? That that's an adventure right there. I don't know how they make shrimp blue, but that's what that's what they got. Uh, Disney food, cool. food blog, which is a really uh, well known uh, blog and vlog, they've done a lot on the food. That's probably a good place to go check out all the different food items you can get, and how, maybe probably even tell you how to do the blue food. But they uh, they say it's good, and that you, you know it's it's like it looks different, but then when you actually eat it, you go, "This I know what this is." You know, it's it's some it's a familiar taste, familiar flavor, just a different man. T- but, tastes like chicken. Yeah, my kids, no my what kids, alien I'm eating. <laughs> my kids, <laughs> I probably would have had trouble getting getting to eat shrimp, much less blue shrimp. <laughs> Maybe they would have that, liked this, that better. This Maybe is that when we were toddlers. Like <laughs> yes, when we were toddlers. Yes, when we were toddlers. Yeah, we <laughs> we love shrimp now. Yes, yes they do. <laughs> I love no, it. Well, I, so when are they going to build I, the? When are they going to build the Marvel version of this? That would be great. Ooh, that's the question. Um, I, I think where do we see uh, JD? Because when we were there, we saw pictures of uh, is it Disneyland Paris that's going to have the Marvel meal where instead of meeting princesses, you you get to meet yeah, Marvel. Yeah, characters. you were telling me about that. I think it was Paris. Yeah, that. I mean, I think that needs to come to the parks right away that's a that's a no-brainer for uh you know as we were talking about this earlier i, I think it was john david and i were talking that you know in the in the disney verse there are all these princesses that all these young girls look up to but and the if you're if you're a little boy you've got like mickey and goofy there's there's like you have to go to marvel because they've still not given us a great young male role model for boys recently like, yeah recently they, they want i mean if you're a boy and you want to go dress up for halloween you're going to be buzz or woody or something that's oh i mean there's still like what do you girls that all that princess merchandise there's really boys dress up as superheroes so right. anyway they they need to do the marvel thing we would have we would have definitely gone to that we did several character 
meals through the years with the kids and they were almost always geared more towards little girls. So that could be cool. I, I think to myself like a Marvel university kind of hotel experience, right? Where you're there yeah. and then something goes wrong yeah. while you're there and you have to be a part of, you know, helping, uh, you know, your favorite superhero save the world from, you know, aliens of some sort It'd be kind of cool and maybe they could pull it That'd into really like cool, the new yeah. mcu make it like a key component to like a story plot storyline to where then you, you you get some that could be kind of cool too that's like the yeah, universal the universal attractions they always need your help hey i gotta have your help help me out with this and that's the whole attraction <laughs> you're trying to help spider-man or somebody out so yeah yeah, that's that right. And with the with the multiverse, they could really have anybody from anything. So that would be awesome. That'd be cool. Absolutely. And, and that that brings us to you know we were talking about Daredevil earlier. If they were to do something like that, the new chapter, the MCU, there's so many there's so many avenues and branches of the tree that we could go down. Um, that are somewhat could be you know my, my biggest kind of I would say um, I won't say hesitation, but but thing I'm watching for is does this get too confusing for the average person? Does this like only appeal to super fans or are we still expanding? You know, are, are people going to fall in love with, uh, with what's with moon Knight and with the Dr. Strange stuff coming out? Um, it, even the more confusing versions of Spider-Man are, are, or are we kind of now narrowed in on who are already Marvel fans and let's, let's go with that for the next 10 years. What do you guys think? Well, I agree. I, I, I hear what you're saying. I agree with that. I'm also it. The theme of the Netflix Marvel is much darker and more adult and less kid friendly than the, the majority of the MCU product. I mean, there were some I remember early days when it when the Iron Man movies came out and John David was really young. It's like, is he too young for this? Is is this appropriate for his age? And uh and I thought it got I really think as a dad, it got better. Like there was less that you were concerned like am I going to be like, "Whoa, I didn't see that coming." You know, you know there's going to be a lot of fighting and a lot of things like that, but you're you know, you just want to be prepared. But when we watch the Netflix shows, Daredevil and and some of those we it, it's a different it's a different marvel so i wonder how they're well, gonna if they if they're gonna bring all that into disney plus and if they continue it will it be more like the mcu where there's more humor i mean it's it's not just darker the colors are darker the scenes are darker it's a lot more like a dark batman movie but daredevil reminded me a little bit of batman just the character and the the torment that he's going through just reminded me of a of a uh, of a DC type character in a little bit. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, I think they experimented yeah. with those Netflix shows, right? And, and with doing, mm-hmm. and that's why they've all stopped, right? The the whole there was Jessica Jones, there was Luke Cage, there was Iron Fist, there's the Defenders, and then Daredevil, and then Punisher too. I was really excited about the Punisher, another um, character that I'm yeah. really um, um, attached to from my, my childhood. All the different backgrounds and reasons they're doing what they're doing. And, and all of them are way too graphic and, and just, they just, they quit doing them. Right. And, and I don't know whose call it was, right. but there wasn't a market for it. It was so niche, like an R rated Marvel is not a moneymaker apparently. Right. It, it appeals to a niche group, niche group of people mm-hmm. of hardcore fans and people who can deal with that. My kids, like you said, my kids definitely couldn't watch it. Now we have been, my oldest has yeah. been watching daredevil with me through and the language is, is not, 
it's not a that is not sexually explicit necessarily daredevil anyway it's more the violence but it definitely is aggressive and 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 dark it's very aggressive and a whole different thing so i'm very curious i don't necessarily think the next chapter of mcu that probably reflects well on what where they're going but they are definitely i think they've taken the popularity obviously of of daredevil of matt murdoch and and his and kingpin and have decided hey we're bringing these characters are deep and and interesting yeah. and they're connected to new york all throughout the series you see the 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 background of the the battle of new york being the premise of hell's kitchen is kind of decrepit anyway and he's gonna kingpin's gonna rebuild it and revitalize it and make a ton of money off of it so it, it does kind of the, the phase one of the mcu it's very integral into that like it, or it's a derivative of that i should say right it, so um, i'm interested to see yeah. how yeah, how I they think, how they bring some of those in there I think the biggest challenge, and Dad, you've talked about this for a little bit, um, for this next phase of Marvel, uh, especially for like the whole crowd of people who enjoy watching Marvel, but you know they probably don't know a lot about the comics. They probably don't, you know, do other research outside of just watching the movie on like what Marvel is and the characters. Is after this first phase, we've kind of run out of those big name Marvel characters. We don't really have another Captain America or Iron Man. Where people kind of know their story, they know you know their superpowers, and now we're getting characters like Moon Knight, which it's like anybody who doesn't know anything about comics doesn't know who really Moon Knight is. So maybe that's kind of forcing Marvel into like a going into a different genre, especially like we saw with Eternals, where they're like, okay, we don't really have that much of a connection, so we're going to try and go down this different route. Um, so again, it'll be interesting to see how Marvel really does it in this next phase because. We're running out of characters that people really um, connect with before the movies. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I also wonder, have you ever noticed, I, I thought about this last night when we were watching, everything's in New York. Why is there no superhero in Los Angeles or Houston or Chicago? It always seems like they're defending New York. And 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 when we watched, we were watching the Defenders and they're like meeting each other and realizing again, like there are other people like them. You know, and that there are the people that have gifts and and you're like, okay, they're all in New York. <laughs> it seems like everybody lives yeah. there. It's like high I casualties. You, I guess Tony Stark's not is he in New York? Yeah. I is, think so. Is Iron Man? In, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, his building. I mean, but that's the thing. That's why Marvel's kind of run themselves into a little cycle, because I remember when uh, a lot of the Hawkeye stuff went on with all of that stuff, people were like Where's Spider-Man? If there's all this crime and Kingpin, it's like people are just saying that, one of which, of course, I mean, there now can't be connections have, everywhere. Hawkeye might have been Chicago. Didn't that take place in Chicago? No, no he was, was on Broadway. He starts in Broadway. Huh. Yeah. Oh, Definitely that's New York. right. Yeah. That's right. You're right. I don't know why mm -hmm. I thought that. Times well, Square. you're right. They, you would think they would, you would just run into each other in the grocery store. <laughs> but that's also the backdrops in the comic books, too. Like, um, it's staying yeah. true like in daredevil you know that whole hell's kitchen um it's it, it being their home is a big part of of how that works right. and and what i love too about about this not to bring about that series is that the shots and the scenes that that take place um could be lifted from the comic books like so many of them are just kind of iconic just right. wow these scenes that the um so so yeah i, I do think that new york is just a it's kind of like Metropolis and Gotham City. You get at least two different cities in the DC world 
But outside of that, you don't, they're made, they're made up cities. At least we get a new one, a real one in Marvel, you know, to think about. So yeah, I think that's, that's fascinating. But to get back to Daredevil, uh, again, I get, it was way more adult than the rest of the MCU to me, but I really did enjoy it. You, you had told me you, you appreciated the, the comic book so much growing up. And so I was really interested to see, you know, what, what it was you liked about it. And I did think the character is one of the best Marvel characters for me. I really, I really liked Daredevil. It was really good. It was, again, he was very violent, but his code is not to kill. Like he's very aggressive and he's brutal, but he, he doesn't kill people. And so that was kind of like the old Western mentality, you know, he's also Catholic never kills anybody. He's yeah. Catholic and he has a big yeah, relationship with his po- priest. Yeah, the the battle of good and evil within himself. He's always he's always dealing with that. So it's that was very universal. And I really liked that part of it. When we when we got into the other character, we watched the Defenders and we tried we started a couple of the other series just to see what they were like. It gets more graphic, it gets more adult in nature. And so it, it was not it was not the same. It just they what the other things we watched were not as good as Daredevil, but you do need to watch. Like for me, we watched Daredevil. We watched all three of Daredevil, and there were some holes that we didn't understand what happened. And once we watched the Defenders, we were like, "Oh, this was this was supposed to be between Daredevil two and Daredevil 3. We didn't know that. I should have looked online before we started, but we we were trying to get it all done before Netflix left because we weren't sure it was how how long it would take it to show up on Disney Plus. Yeah, but anyway, you can see what they uh, were—they were trying to do that. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, if you're if you're a parent, you're probably going to get your controls on your on your Disney Plus. Now, like we had, you know, when our kids were young, we had with things like Netflix, there was a code that they didn't know, and we we checked it so they couldn't watch things that were inappropriate, and uh, we've never had to do that with Disney Plus, and so. I guess, you know, I never had to do that with Disney Channel, but we're right. going into a different world here. It's a big, it's, 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 it is Disney Plus. Is Disney yeah. Plus a lot of other stuff? <laughs> I, w- I would, I would probably, if I were rating so, them, like, um, Dis- like Daredevil would probably be, a, you know, a, a PG 13, you know, an old, a teenage for teenagers, you know, kind of deal. Um, the yes. other one's probably a, an R, just a, a straight up R if your parents are, are listening and like, can my kids or watch this or whatnot it's and again it depends on your your tolerance for violence too um you know there's three categories there's like language or sexuality and then there's violence and in kind of like i don't know why but um you know language and sexuality were always a little more taboo in my household than the than the violence because the violence didn't seem as i don't know as real or something like that um but daredevil i would say you know, i'm letting my 13 year old watch it with me i'm watching with him right um, I wouldn't right. let him see Jessica Jones or, or Luke Cage um, or even probably the Punisher for that matter. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but I also don't think you're going to see those characters pop up any anytime soon. They just weren't as popular. They weren't as successful shows. Right. And nobody they I honestly like I don't I'd never heard of those characters until they made the shows pretty much. I mean, I've heard of Iron Fist. I've heard, the Punisher is another one I was disappointed. I thought that had a lot of potential, and they gave up on it too early. I even liked the the actor that was playing him, um, um, and I'm hoping that that sort of gets a reboot or revisited at some point too, because he's integral 
um, to the comic books and the MCU. And if we're going down this road, I don't see how you go down without the Punisher. Um, he's a very key in the Kingpin storyline. He shows up in Spider lot, shows up in tons of Spider-Man comics, um, even X-Men. Like they're, they're, those those paths cross a lot in the comics, so they should probably pass. And he's such a unique character too. Um, that his, you know, he the Punisher is all about. His family was murdered. And he is just the Punisher. It's all about vengeance um, and making all the drug yeah. dealers and murderers and, and and people pay. And he doesn't care about himself or living. Just he's going to kill them all, right, and let God sort them out. So it's a whole nother sort of like right. character where Daredevil has the same sort of thing, but he loves the city and is you know doesn't kill, right? He has a code that he goes by. Um, but they overlap a lot and conflict. They butt heads a lot too. Right. Well, I think I was going to say when I was bringing up the New York City is they have as they move forward, they can still cross characters that maybe even if they just make a cameo. Uh, I know that Luke Cage mentioned Hulk. I mean, there are things that they could do that could let, you know, characters crisscross, even if it's just a second. I think that would keep some of the average fans pulled in because you start realizing, oh, I know that character and he knows this character. So maybe it's. Maybe it's all the same. It kind of felt like that's what they've done with some of the Star Wars, you know, bringing bringing in Luke, bringing in all these other characters that into Mandalorian. It kind of kind of bridges the gaps of the new characters. Yeah. So where do you think you're, we're going, JD? What do you think is going to happen with all this? So Matt Murdock, Daredevil shows up yeah. in the last Spider-Man movie to and that was the most exciting part of the movie for me. I mean, seriously, I loved it. It's incredible. One of the best movies of all. But when he shows up on that screen, I was like, "Woo, he's back, you know, so. What do you think? Where do you think we're going? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the interesting thing. Due to that, it's left everyone questioning, well, what the heck is going to happen next? If they can bring this character in, who else are they going to bring in? And so that leads to this new trailer we got of Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, which if you watch the trailer, it looks exactly like that. It looks like madness. You're just seeing scenes upon scenes. Uh, we've talked about what if for a little bit. There definitely seems to be a lot of connections with what if. Um, some zombie-looking characters, and a lot of questions. But the biggest takeaway um, from the trailer that looks like it's going to be this next phase was right as it ends, you hear this voice. And, of course, when there's a voice, everyone tries to figure out who the heck was that voice. And as it's ending, you see, I think it's like six chairs in front of Doctor Strange, and you hear Charles Xavier, his voice, and people were freaking out because that means – are X-Men. Does this mean this new wave of X-Men? I've done a little digging. I've done a little research on, on what X-Men and what these six chairs could be. And it seems like a majority of what people are saying is going to be in this multiverse of madness is the Illuminati, the Marvel Illuminati. And what it consists of are the baddest, smartest guys, essentially like the leaders of all of these different departments of kind of Marvel so you have Iron Man, of course, who's kind of seen as the, the, uh, the smart leader of the Avengers. He's the intelligence, kind of the, the one who leads intelligently. Um, so you've got Iron Man. You've got this character named Namor, who uh, represents Atlantis. Uh, you've got Reed Richards, Reed Richards, who represents the Fantastic Four. Uh, Black Bolt, who represents the Inhumans. Uh, some say T'Challa is is also part of the Illuminati. He represents Wakanda. Uh, Doctor Strange, who represents the mystical forces in the universe. And then, of course, Charles Xavier, 
uh, Professor X, who represents the mutants. So it's kind of like all these different areas of the cinematic universe. Um, and that's just like the comics Illuminati. Of course, due to a what if and some of the different things that we've seen uh, has said that people are thinking that they're going to create their own Illuminati. Uh, people are saying maybe, uh, let's look here. Some people are saying maybe Captain Carter, if you guys remember from what if, the, the multiverse of uh, Captain America, maybe they're going to have a strong Captain Carter. Um, but the cool, another cool aspect of this is like, okay, so you're saying Iron Man is going to be in this new movie. And so some other speculation is uh, they're saying Marvel is going to use this as an opportunity to bring some big name actors who are in the running for some of these big roles. And they're going to have them play these big Iron Man. So Iron Man, if you guys don't know, Tom Cruise was really in consideration to play Iron Man, but didn't, didn't, I guess, make the final cut or maybe due to scheduling or some actor thing. Uh, they went with Robert Downey Jr. Uh, but people are saying if they're going to have this supreme, uh, intelligent Iron Man, who's going to be essentially kind of like the top Iron Man in all the multiverse, who's in this Illuminati, who's kind of watching over the multiverse, um, they might have Tom Cruise play Iron Man, which would be, which would be pretty cool. Um, some other big names, uh, they're saying, uh, John Krasinski might be Reed Richards because we people always know John, John Krasinski has been looking for an intro to uh, the Marvel Universe. So people are saying, hey, maybe they're going to let him uh, finally get his shot and be R Reed Richards, the leader of the Fantastic Four. Uh, so some things like that, that it kind of gets you excited about, okay, let's see what they're going to do. Maybe they'll bring uh, Chris Evans back and, you know, there'll be this cool scene where everyone's like, oh, it's Captain America. And then he says, flame on and he's you know a part of the fantastic four i mean there's just so many things that they could do here that would just have fans going crazy uh it would just be cool so i'm excited about it watching that trailer i was like oh my gosh this is gonna be a cinematic madness show if they're bringing some uh so another <laughs> thing was deadpool deadpool might be in it i mean i've never seen more just different possibilities different routes they could go down um, it's going to be really cool. Dude, that sounds really amazing. Like, uh, I'm glad you broke that down because I'm super excited. Those, you're right. It, with with kind of no rules and a movie that kind of is the whole idea is that it's breaking all the rules and we are in this, meta, this multiverse um, kind, of, kind of world now. Anything's possible. And they, they just showed us with Tobey Maguire yeah. and Andrew Garfield and uh, that they're willing to, you know, take some chances and do some stuff that you never thought they could. Um, you know, I hope they don't run the gimmick into the ground, but I agree that that we're in that world right now where that yeah. can be really cool. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So saying that I've got a little fun mini game for you guys. I've kind of prepared a list of 10 big profile actors and actresses who almost got big profile. I'm talking Avenger level roles in the MCU. So I'm going to give you oh, okay. the actors or actresses name. And then I want you guys to guess who do you think that they would play best or who do you think that they would be casted as? Does that All make right. sense? So this is going to be fun. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. I'm going to get to my list right here. I've got a list of 10. So here we go. First, starting out, we have a top level actress, John Krasinski's wife, Emily Blunt. Who did she almost get casted as? Incredible Hulk. I want to say. I, I want to say. <laughs> I want to say Just Black kidding. Widow. 
I want to say Black uh, I Widow. Would, it could have been Captain Marvel. I mean, it has to be a prominent female. Maybe I'll say Captain Marvel since you said Black Widow, but I don't know. It was it was actually Black Widow. Yeah, it actually I, was Black Widow. I think I've heard that somewhere. I think I might have mentioned she mentioned that in an interview I saw sometime. Yeah, that was definitely one of the biggest one of the biggest ones that people have talked about was Emily Blunt almost bone. Which again, it's funny when you think about it because it's like, well, I can't imagine anyone else being Black right. Widow but Scarlett Johansson because she's done it so well. Um, okay, so this next one, next one's pretty interesting. I had actually never heard this one. And it's Daniel Craig, James Bond. Who did he almost play in the cinematic universe? I'm going to say Captain America. Even though he's not American. Doctor Strange. (laughs) I want to say Doctor Strange. Both of those are really good guesses. And actually, I could see that more than this, but it was actually Thor. They were considering him so much that he actually turned down the role so he could focus on James Bond. I could, wow. I could see that. He's got the wow. accent and he's kind of chiseled yeah. base. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he could grow it out. Isn't that an interesting yeah. pick? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is. Okay. So I talked about earlier about how John, John Krasinski wanted to have that role in the MCU. What role did he originally audition for? This is also a big one that people have talked about. Uh, Maybe you've heard, I've heard of it. this. Black Panther. I think it was Cap. I think. <laughs> I think it was Captain America. <laughs> it was Captain America. I'm going to say Captain America in? too. Actually, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, you guys are right. Yep, perfect. Okay. It was Captain America again. That was. I mean, you talk about first Avenger. People didn't know how big the the Marvel universe is. Uh, but yeah, John Krasinski. He was uh, very close to actually getting the role. Next, another fun one. Uh, one I, I never heard before, Jason Momoa, Aquaman. Who did he almost play? The Hulk. <laughs> I would say uh, I, I could the Hulk or or Thor. He seems like a Thor type to me. Or Thor. But we've already he had a Thor, so I doubt there's I two. two would, yeah. What about Hawkeye? I no, he's too. I can't. I can. I can see. I can see Momoa playing uh, Hulk, but not David Banner. What like about Star Lord? I don't know if I see it. No. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. Or hey, who, who's the I'm other guy Thor. in Guardians of the Galaxy? The big. The big. Uh, the big uh, guy Batista. in Guardians. I don't know his name yeah, in real life. That character. Batista is the actor. I'm gonna say that character. What's his name? The the big guy in Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. The shirtless guy? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Shirtless. Yeah. That's well, who I'm that, guessing. That was some good critical thinking because you actually got it right. It, it, he almost did play Drax, but he passed on. Oh, Drax. Drax. That's okay. That's yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which would have been an interesting take. It would have been a younger, you know, kind of more interesting vibe. But, yeah, he actually passed on it. Um, here's yeah, another Batista's big, great big name that. I can't actor. see anybody but him. Yeah, being drafted. Yeah, and he, exactly. I, I heard. I said. I, I I saw an interview where somebody told me. Maybe JD might have told me where he said, "I can't play this character forever. I can't. I can't. Yeah. You know, this Keep is this level I'm, of fitness. I'm, yeah, this level of fitness at, at my age. 
Yeah, so he's gotta be I, hope, I hope I hope he doesn't go away. Yeah, they could just get him a jacket. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's the next? Next one we got Joaquin Phoenix, the Joker. Who was he almost in oh. the Marvel it, Universe? Definitely Loki. That's got to be Loki, right? Or a I can't see him as a Spider-Man. good guy. Yeah, he's got to be a bad guy. I can't either. He's either that or a villain like the Liz, uh, like the Green Goblin, or has he ever played a good guy in any movie? I mean, other than maybe Johnny Cash. <laughs> That's Lincoln. a good point. That's a good, I guess yeah, Lincoln. All right. I, no, so what are Sandra locked in? What's locked in? Day Lewis. So what's our locked Joaquin, in answers? Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin I'm, Phoenix. I was actually thinking Joker, of Daniel Day Lewis. He was in, in Gladiator. He yeah. was the the yeah. guy, the, the bad dude. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's a maybe the greatest I living American actor. Hot take. Seriously, like that guy, this wow. guy may be the greatest living American actor, but I can't imagine him as a good guy. Yeah, he's a good one. So, so who I'm going to say locking Loki. In? Who are you guys really I'm locking think? in Loki. Loki I'm going to say Mephisto. What's uh, what? Who did uh, Mephisto? Mephisto. Yeah, I'm going to say him. Okay, so neither are right. It was actually Doctor Strange. Uh, he almost you know, played Doctor Strange, which would have been interesting. I could see that. I could, could see, see that. It. But I think Benedict, those yeah. are both great actors that could have brought it different directions. Mm-hmm. Man, that would have been fascinating. But I think Benedict, Benedict does, a, does a great job. Apparently, he was having some scheduling issues. People were questioning if Benedict was just too busy to be Doctor Strange. Um, so there was, it was a toss-up there for a little bit. Wow. Okay. Next one, another Joker, another person who's played a good Joker, uh, Jared Leto. Who did he almost play? I don't think it would have been anything too far back. It would have been something newer after he had more name recognition. So... That one's tougher. I, I could see him as a Hawkeye. He's not a big bulking kind of hulking guy. Loki could have been good. You see him as, I could see him as a good guy or a bad guy. I'm going to say Hawkeye. Is he is he British? Sure. Is he British? I don't think so. I don't think so. He's a is he? Midwestern dude. Yeah. He's in a band. I would have still like said he, maybe Loki. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm stumped on that one. I'm going to say okay. Hawkeye. So is it just... Okay. Actually threw you for a loop. He actually was also in the running for Doctor Strange. Apparently, oh. this Doctor Strange role was uh, everybody heard about it and wanted to be Doctor Strange because uh, well, those are three big names. By the time that movie came out, I mean MCU was crushing it. So that was like your last chance to get in and make a big title character. Yeah. Yep. All right, we're getting closer to the end here. Uh, the Texas man, Matthew McConaughey. Who did he almost play? Iron Man. I'm going to say Iron Man. I'll give you a hint here. I'll give you a hint here because we're starting to get a little bit out of that original six. It's not an original six Avenger. Okay. So it's like a side, like a someone who has more of a, a prominent role, but not a huge role in the MCU. Okay, um, Star-Lord. Is it in a movie? Star-Lord. 
Is it in a movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a movie or a sit on a TV series. Like, it's a movie. Yeah, all these are movies. Yeah. Because I can I'm see him in that Star character Lord. that Owen Wilson played in Loki. I can see him playing that part. Um, who did you say? Um, who did you say, Dustin? Who did this? A Star Lord. Star Lord. Like what did uh, I think? I'm gonna guess that too because I can't think of anybody else. Star Lord. Okay, it's it's a close guess. It's it is the Star Lord uh, movie, but it's actually his dad, Ego, the villain in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Oh, Isn't okay. that a Kurt, Russ- yeah. Kurt Russell played? Yeah, yeah okay. which again he would have had to be. They would have had to put some gray hair in him because it would have been hard to believe that Matthew McConaughey was Peter Quill's dad. But they could have made it work. Yeah. Fascinating. Wow, that's interesting. Okay, so we we discussed um, Tom Cruise. Um, he was almost Iron Man. Iron Man. That was the big one. Um, and then the last one we have on the list, um, one of the biggest young actors we have now, Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look that guy up. up. I don't know who that is. I, Timothy. I think, I think that was Spider Man. I think Timothy, it was Spider Man. T i m o t h e e. Yeah, it's your pop up. He was in the Dune, the Dune movie. Okay, I see him. Uh, he looks like he could be a Spider Man or a Harry. Um, his buddy Harry, yeah, Osborne. Um, definitely or a something kid. in the Eternals. He could have been the Harry Styles character, and <laughs> that's true. Definitely I'm going to say Eternals in something. I'm going to say either Spider. I'm going to say Harry Osborn. I've never heard of this guy. I'm going to say Spider Man. So. He's in okay. everything Couldn't lately. I'm going to say Spider Man. Okay, you guys got it right. Okay, so the funny thing about the conversation you guys just had was because in the article it was Spider Man. He had he auditioned for Spider Man, but it says he like apparently freaked out because he was still a younger. Uh, actor at the time when spider-man was going so he got i guess he got nervous and botched the the audition but now people are saying he would make a great uh harry osborne if they ever did another spider-man movie like to- tom holland's like best if they did like some other i don't know adaptation it actually talks about how people are saying he would be, be a great um harry um so yeah it call was me a casting Spider-Man, director but funny that you guys made that <laughs> yeah there you <laughs> is, go is Harry is harry spider-man's friend is that his name? In our, in Harry our, Osborne? In our yeah, it's his best movies? friend. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 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 no. In Holland, the new Spider-Man. It's, it's the old Spider-Man, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. You're always getting a little... I know what you're talking about now. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we got Ned. Good. We we got Ned and, and MJ. Ned. That's it. But we didn't yeah. know Mary Jane was not MJ, you know, until this movie, right? Isn't that correct? We always just yeah. assume we heard her yeah. called MJ and just assumed it was Mary Jane, but then we find out in the multiverse yeah. that her name's not real name's not Mary Jane. So another yeah. interesting piece. That's true. Of it all. Yeah, but those but, are the, yeah, those we have are the a... top ten. <laughs> yeah. Those are the top ten. Top ten biggest actors or actresses that I found. But I would really encourage you guys to look it up because there are so many more that uh, I've, I recognize, and it's again, it's so weird to think these, you know, again, Black Widow, you know, 
Robert Downey Jr. is now such an iconic uh, for his role. It's crazy to think that someone like Tom Cruise or someone else could be in that role. It was definitely a, a fun thing to look up. Yeah, All right, let me ask you this really real quick. Because one, one, yeah. I'm sorry, Dave. We're on a delay here, so we're talking over each other a little bit. But um, I was going to ask you guys. That's okay. Uh, what is your of all of the Marvel characters? And I'm not talking about your favorite character. I'm talking about who's the best actor. Who is the one that you're like, wow, that guy as that blows my mind. Should win awards. You should get an Oscar Ooh. for that. Gosh. I mean, that's the thing, though, about Marvel. It's like I could I could plead a case for just about any of the original six Avengers. Do you think they were all great actors? I feel like. like. Yeah. I mean, I don't have any recollection of during any of uh, the first Avengers movies thinking this is cheesy or this is anything but just great. I, um, I agree. Which, again, I it might have just been when I was younger. The only the only one of the six I would put in that category of being like great at that act is Robert Downey, um, but that's not even yeah. for the first one. It's more for the bulk of all of them, right? The rest of them are, are okay yeah. to me, and I'm okay as in like it's an incredible movie. They're great, but like great, this this acting performance that is just moving and yeah. believable and and all of that. So, who would you say, yeah, David? I would, I would definitely. I, I would say Robert Downey Jr. And I think that when I think of not. Not that Tom Cruise couldn't have done a great job, who knows? But when I think of like anybody else playing any other character, I could see other people playing that character. I don't know that I could see anybody else ever playing Iron Man. Yeah, like, exactly. Because you know they will do it again. I mean, there's going to be a point where like everything gets repeated. There's been more than one Batman. There's been more than one Superman. There'll be other. These characters will get repeated at some at some point, but. I can't imagine anybody else playing it but him. Okay. Yeah, JD, what do you think? I was going to say, yeah, 100% Robert Downey Jr. That was the first thing that came to mind. Um, but as far as like comically, uh, emotionally, all aspects of a actor's spectrum, he hits it. And he, again, he, he plays his character well. Uh Again, yeah, just the the best character that make you can make you laugh, but also make you cry at the same time was definitely Robert Downey Jr. And and that's in uh, when I think about all the characters you've mentioned, I mean Patrick Stewart, and I, I mean he's just incredible. I mean he can read the phone book, and he's it's just incredible. He's such a great, he's just a great speaker, and so I think he yeah. always does amazing in anything. He's 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 always a great villain, especially man. I'm going to give you two more. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give you Chadwick Boseman, Boseman um, um, yeah. as Black Panther. Yeah. And I'm going to give you Paul Bettany yeah. as Vision. Yeah. I'd agree with that. I mean, definitely Chad Mc, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, for sure. I mean, does a great job. I'm trying to think, too. I mean, now it's making me really ponder all these different movies of, like, what have moved me the most. I'm talking about acting performances. Gosh, um, trying to think too, yeah. and, and then man, um, dude, Matt Murdock, that character, Ben Affleck screwed it up. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought I thought uh, Charlie Cox did a great job. I really did playing 
playing divine character we were we, we were more i was trying to figure out how many times he was doing his own stunts because <laughs> i mean you've seen tom holland do so much i don't i yeah. get the impression that you know a lot of it's more stunt stunt doubles and of course he's wearing the mask and the suit so you really don't know who's doing all that but i thought he did a, a really great job well, I, I think it's fascinating. There are so, and, and there, again, I don't know if I wish should ask, like, what is the only, per, what are the performances you like the least? <laughs> Can we do that? Will we do that on this podcast? I don't think I, <laughs> let's think about it. Hold I, up. Give me, let's ponder. That's not why I love Disney. No, I, 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 don't, <laughs> I can't really think of it. I can't think of any that I, that I've I disliked. Think of one. Okay. Well, I, I'll give you one big one. I mean, Brie, Brie Larson Boom! as Captain Marvel. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly I mean, what all I was day. Say. I mean, that would be the number one. Yeah, I mean, that's I the number it. one. Easy. Yeah, yeah. It's just I want to love the character. like cardboard. Yeah. I'm, How I can you not I've like a, a Marvel character? Oh, I've not. I've seen. I just. I just feel like it's the. I'm not sure it was her as much as it was the the placement of the character in the story i just think they shouldn't have brought her in i would have rather had a new a new female strong character that wasn't so out of the league of it just it just it didn't fit to me it brought up more questions than than answers and i really liked the i liked that backstory i liked the the care the supporting characters in that there were a lot of good things i liked about it it just it it somehow messed up the whole big picture. Does that make sense? That's what I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Like Everything about, about that movie it, was it, it awesome except for her. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It would be probably the last movie if you put every single Marvel movie in front of me. It would be the last one that I'd pick up and be like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna watch it again." Because of that, I mean, it's exactly, it's like, well, when you look at the movie, it's like, well, the main character should probably be someone who you enjoy watching. And again, I don't know, you can place blame on the writing, on the storyline, on her actual acting ability all day, but it's just not, it's just not enjoyable. And it's even goes into the, the end game. Even once you get the end game, it's like, I still don't, I still don't like to watch you. So, <laughs> you know. It is what it oh, is. Oh, reminds me of one more actor that we can wrap up with. It. Ben Mendelsohn, as the vil- one of the bad guys in Captain Marvel, is underrated and incredible. That was an incredible bad guy. Um, uh, he's the yeah. I forget his character name in the. I forget his name in the. Um, he's going to make an appearance in future um, movies I've read, um, but he's in a tremendous actor um, from the Netflix series that mm-hmm. took place in Key West with Bloodlines, and he was also the bad guy. Um, director Krenich in uh, Rogue One, in Star Wars Rogue One, um, and just an incredible bad guy um, who is, I think, an incredible actor that I think we're going to see more from the MCU. Yeah. That's awesome. Hey, well, before we go, are, aren't we going to talk about Encanto? Encanto? <laughs> We've talked about <laughs> we it. It wouldn't be an episode unless we, we almost did. made it. Yeah. Number one. Uh, number one album in the country, again. Mm-hmm. And was it globally or globally. in the country? I, globally. It was globally number one. This, the number yeah. one album, wow. not just a single, not just Bruno, but the whole album. In the world, not just the U.S., in the world. In the world. 
Yep. At, at this point, I think we might need just some better music. If there's if there's not enough new music coming out every week that we can at least challenge Bruno, I don't know what we're doing. But it's crazy. <laughs> well, I've there, never seen anything like it. When you sent that, Dustin, I was like, wow, I cannot believe that. There was an article in The Atlantic that tried to explain some of the phenomenon, and I do think there's a lot to this. Um, used to, yeah. when a, a kid's music came, you got the CD. You popped it in the car, right? And um, – if a kid bugged your parents about playing that play song four over and over, play Bruno again, play it again. Now it's all streaming. You don't, nobody owns a CD, right? So every time a, a right. kid asks their parents to play it, it gets counted again, right? It's counted. So we're now like, this actually probably is the way it should be. This is actually a measurement of actual consumption of music rather than sales, which can be gimmicked and, you know, get an end cap at Walmart and, you know, you could juice your sales numbers. This is what people are listening to. You know, and this is what kids are listening to. Right. It's probably very little radio play, too. It's probably just driven by kids listening to these songs over and over. Yeah. Different yeah. world. Wow. Different the times. Psychology. The psychology <laughs> before why Encanto has been such, such a success. <laughs> I did think I I, I, that, you know, they really – we had Frozen 1 and 2, and we had – Moana, but there really haven't been as many musicals, Disney musicals that I can think of. Those were the two that, those were the three that stood out was we had Frozen two, Frozen in 13, and Moana was like 2015, I think, and then we've had Frozen 2. So, you know, maybe there's just that, there's been a gap, you know, it's not like I mean, every Disney movie is a musical. I mean, Pixar still hasn't done a musical that I could think of. There've been songs, like you said, we toy story has prominent songs and music plays a big part, but they've not yeah, done Coco, a Coco, but yeah, Coco. Yeah. Coco's yeah. Coco's but it's, pretty it's, close. It, Ratatouille yeah, has music, even Ratatouille, the music's really important, but it's like, it's, they're not, it's, it's one song and it's more background than a musical. The characters aren't bursting out in song. So like in, in Kanto. So, well, well, I just I, had to give a little, a little plug because no, we have to talk about <laughs> Encanto, about and we will. Week. We're wrapping up now, but we'll come back next week and hear more about Encanto, the latest on on what's happened in the world of Encanto. <laughs> you can be on sure on the Why I Love Encanto podcast, hey, and had yeah. a lot of new, a lot of new content, more new content coming out on Disney Plus in March. We've got the Turning Red movie coming out soon, so yeah. can't we'll wait. And, and we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about all of that um, in the episodes to come. And we thank you for, for hanging with us here at the Wild of Disney podcast. Let us know what you think about all this. What do you think about where the MCU is headed? Um, also, what are you excited about? They watch in March. Um, what do you think about Encanto? And we'll, Encanto, we'll ask you that too. Um, we just want to know. We want to interact with you. And we're excited. I can't wait for next week because I think we're going to, it's March. And I think we're going to do some brackets. March Madness is here. Oh, you're yeah. a college basketball fan. You know Come there's on. a big tournament that happens here coming up really soon. So we thought we'd be at some Disney brackets we'll throw at you. So join us again next week on the Wild of Disney podcast. Until then, it's always a pleasure. David and JD, great to see you guys. Can't wait till next week. All right. Thanks a lot.